0: Hello, everyone. This is Pastor Scott.
1: And this is Pastor Don from Good Samaritan Lutheran Church here in Las Vegas.
0: And you're listening to Good News from Good Sam,
1: our podcast. This is where we go deeper into our weekly message and give you some spiritual food for the week.
0: So we hope that you enjoy listening today and always feel free to share it with some of your friends as well.
1: Absolutely. We just hope that our time together today will bless you, and that will bring you a little bit closer to God and his love
0: for you. Good to have you joining us. So it's a beautiful day. It is. I it's like it.
2: still a little warm for me, if I'm being
0: honest. Yeah, Tommy <laughs> likes it about 30 below. Yeah. <laughs> and should move to North Dakota. I,
2: uh, I don't know if I want to be in that cold. Okay.
0: But you know what? This morning I was up. I get up pretty early, and uh, it was I could open up windows. It was nice.
2: I have noticed that overnight low is starting to finally trend down. It's not still 90 something, yeah. which I think makes a difference.
0: Yeah, it does. Yeah, big difference. And the humidity's down, and so it, it's pretty manageable. So anyway, nice to have you tuning in. kind of explaining that, an mm-hmm. opportunity to go a little deeper into the previous week's message. Right. And so we thought we'd start that today with a message that Pastor Don didn't give,
1: nor did I give. Right. We'll <laughs> go deeper into it, though. We'll, <laughs> we'll tell you all the things Tom should have said yeah, in exactly. his sermon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so,
0: well, in fact, why don't you tell them, in case they didn't know, who was speaking last weekend and, and what organization does he represent?
1: Um, for those of you that were not able to be here last weekend, we had a guest speaker by the name of Tom Egan. You know what? I was just thinking I should have told him that we were going to be doing this and we we're going to be critiquing his message. Well, I should him run him. over, I should run over and get, i tell him, I'll tell him to look it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Watch afterwards. Tom. <laughs> exactly.
1: Don't. Um, but Tom Egan came in and he, come, he represents an organization, hope for kids. He more than represents it. He started it, uh, four decades ago and is now the CEO. Pretty much. He is not in ter- charge of the day-to-day operations. He goes around, speaks, promotes, Um, and then has a staff of 12 domestic and about 40 to 60 overseas people that run his different organizations, Uganda, the Philippines, um, some other countries as well.
0: And if I got the number right, I think he said the organization has impacted over 3 million people.
1: That sounds about right. I mean, they've been doing this for a long time. They've they've drilled, gosh, 800, was it 850 wells, clean water wells. And if if you think about each well, let's say on average – it benefits a village of, let's say the average village has about 500 people. Somewhere it varies between 400 and 700 people in a village uh, and regional area. So you think about each one of those wells impacting five to six to 700 people. And then they also have about 1,000 kids adopted through their programs. And that doesn't count the, the schools that they've started, some of the feeding programs that they do. They, they just impact people all over the world.
0: Uh, and why don't we put a plug in here too? Because we were hoping to get twenty-five kids sponsored by our church, and we're what right around fifteen at fifteen now. Mm-hmm. So, if any of you or know somebody that might have an interest, uh, that'd yeah. be great. Maybe what reach out to you, Pastor? Yeah, Bob? absolutely.
1: Just talk to me. They're very interesting. I'm gonna to go to all the classes. We're gonna to try to get every every class in our academy to adopt a child, which would be fourteen more kids. And our last night at our council meeting, our council just approved a total of two thousand dollars to go to hope for kids for clean water Uh, and that's just the first approval and we're thinking that if we continue to have strong financials like we have had in january we might be able to designate another two to three thousand dollars for them as well which will allow us then to drill another well because good samaritan is responsible for about 100 kids that have been adopted and 13 freshwater wells now we've been in working with them for about a decade but still if you think about it a hundred kids through members of Good Samaritan over those years and 13 wells that we've sponsored each one of those wells is ten to eleven thousand dollars apiece so Good Samaritan in their partnership with Hope for Kids has done some really impactful work
0: because a well there means lives are saved
1: yeah it's just not a quality of living it's not a shorter walk to get water um, it's not easier access to water it literally means not drinking dirty water and in that dirty water are lots of disease-borne illnesses that kill. I think he said the, in some of those villages, not every single one of them, some of them have better water sources than others, but in a lot of those villages that have pretty dirty water sources, the mortality rate for children under the age of four is 50%. Think about if the mortality rate in America was 50%. Yeah, that's, that's, that's just a, a staggering figure.
0: You know, I, I heard him, and we will get into the sermon in a second too. We're just giving Tom a chance to, yeah. you know, be aware. Of that. <laughs> uh, I can be a little skeptical at times. Believe it or not, I, I yeah. know you find that hurt Yeah, I know. But but I double check because he, he had the figure that three thousand kids a day die in the world mm-hmm. because
1: of like, pretty much hunger waterborne water. hunger and waterborne. Mm-hmm. And
0: so I checked out that fact.
1: Uh-huh. Fact check. It seemed a little low to me, actually. But is that about right? Yeah, it
0: is a little low. Okay. Yeah, I, I was blown away. Uh, how, I mean, different places have different numbers, but it's at minimum of three thousand. I mean, think about that every day. You know, and, I, and in no way am I making light of what happened in nine eleven, but that's a nine eleven every day
1: for children. For
0: children, yeah. And and so our our mission statement is love God, love people, and make a difference. Mm-hmm. This is a big way of making. A little way mm-hmm. in which it makes a big difference in right. a
1: lot of lives. Without over dramatizing it, other these are not quick deaths. Yeah. These are slow. Yeah. They're disease and yeah. they're starvation. Yeah. And no that's not a good way to die. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: now Tom, you know, that was kind of that's the organization Tom represents, Hope for Kids. And then he shared the message. And so I thought maybe what I'd do is just read the Bible lesson that yeah. Tom read. Uh, we've got the points that he made, and then you know we'll just share some stuff. Tommy's going to grill us because that's her <laughs> job uh, during this time. And then you know if you have a question too, Lynn, you might have a question, or Glenna, Connie, you're up in Utah, uh, type it in there, and we'll we'll try to respond as best we can. But the reading that he uh, used for his message was from John's Gospel, the fourth chapter, verses one through fifteen. Now, Jesus had to go through Samaria, so he came to a town in Samaria called Sichar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew. And I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, You have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well? And so Tom shared uh, four points in the first one and is probably the best one to go to just because uh, he said the there, this story tells us about a Jewish man would rarely speak to a woman in public. In public. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what Jesus did. Um, I, I've mentioned a few times, um, and now the title is slipping my mind, The Chosen is an app that you can get for your iPhones or Mm. Android devices Mm -hmm. with developing the life of Christ. They're in season two, and this is one of the stories that they shared. And to see it is a different way of experiencing it. But this just didn't happen. I mean, a Jewish man's not going to talk to a woman he doesn't know in public. More or less a Samaritan woman.
1: It's it's Taliban type of mentality. I mean, seriously, women are not... And men were not meant to intermix in public. Very no. true.
0: And yet here we have Tommy between
1: us. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so obviously we don't... Well, we're not going to talk to Tommy.
0: <laughs> 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 we'll just pretend she's not here. <laughs> it was about noon, so it's good news at noon. And Tommy's here, but we'll just ignore her.
2: We're about. actually just here to reenact the whole
0: thing. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, what Glenna's saying, uh, the fact that she was at the well about noon tells us a lot about it. Yeah, you're right, Glenna, absolutely. We're going to dig into that. I have to look at your comment about it seeing more. Her immediate trust in Jesus is very uh, notable.
1: Yeah. You know, another thing, well, what Glenna said is very important because noon, heat of the day, right? Most people, and you see this in those villages in Uganda, uh, they will go to the well in the morning or in the evening when it's cooler. Uh, To go in the middle of the day is the worst time to go and there's nobody with her. So, What we don't get in this lesson, it comes, there's actually a few verses after this are still part of the story, is that she uh, is not of the highest repute in that village.
0: And and I think even though we didn't read it, it's important to say, I mean, yeah, Mm -hmm. this woman is not held in high regard. Right. Uh, And and then Jesus, of all people, I mean, this teacher is talking to her.
1: Yeah. I
0: mean, he's breaking a lot of social norms.
1: A lot of social norms. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But that's part of what his mission was. We yeah. had to call this into question. So that was one of the things that just kind of sets this up, is that just the fact that Jesus would talk to her. Um, and, we, and we talk to Tommy all the time. So
1: actually, Only well, when we, well, we have to. Uh, that's true. Um,
0: Only around noon. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's a huge thing. And then... Um, the woman is there at noon. My my Bible, that's one of the comments it makes, is something's going on here. And and what we read later is she's had many husbands. Right. And now she's living with another
1: guy. Yeah. And it's, that's wasn't why as near as widely accepted as it is now. You right. didn't you didn't date around and sleep around back in those days. That just was yeah, not right. allowed. I mean and, and, now in our culture, you know, you can date and if you end up sleeping with some people you're dating them. Um, That doesn't, you're not going to get ostracized for that. But back in those days, you did. Yeah.
0: And so she she knew if she went early Mm -hmm. when the other women were there, um, it wasn't going to be a pretty scene. Right. So she was by herself.
2: So is it almost like her shame in like kind of the lifestyle she was living brought her there in the middle of the day so she could avoid any interactions, basically? Yeah, Yeah, probably.
1: Yeah.
0: And, And yet, of course, Jesus knew that. and he still talks
1: to her he still talks to her yeah because i'm assuming he probably figured it out when he saw her there Mm
0: -hmm. and then because he is who he is he knows exactly what you know how many husbands she's had and that she's with another man at this point and yet he still offers her the living water Mm -hmm. and that's what tom was speaking about i mean um well, first of all, his his second point was the story of this woman at the well teaches us that God loves us in spite of our bankrupt lives.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I almost took it like he's not phased by our sin. You know, like he, he knew her heart and he still like showed up and it kind of brings us back to, you know, the, um, the prodigal son and how, you know, his dad still w- welcomed him even though he knew kind of what was going on. I mean, we, we already talked about how that paralleled. Over the summer, but I kind of thought of that story too With the same sort of message Yeah,
0: you know, it would would be one thing if Jesus had just showed up and said these things But it's how he demonstrates them too Mm -hmm. that I think is so cool Yeah, I mean, he is going to the places and the people that the religious leaders The pastors of the day, if you will, wouldn't show
1: up Right, and interacting with the people that they would never interact with Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly
2: So I'm not familiar. Did he purposely send his disciples away so that he could be alone with her for this conversation?
1: We don't. We don't know that. That's that's pretty unclear. At yeah. least as I read it, and and you, because he was constantly sending his disciples away. Um, well, it says
0: the disciples had gone into town to buy some food,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he probably sent them. Yeah, who who knows? Yeah. But, but it. You know, it's interesting. If they had been there, would they have let him talk to her? because you know, they were Jews, mm-hmm. and knew that they them would have all. been very uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. So it would be like the church council, not wanting to see who he's calling on or who we're calling on. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> and that, but but it's so it's a significant thing. So I mean, Tom used the phrase that bankrupt life. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I think Pastor Don and I try to speak through that at times, too. It doesn't matter what you think you've done, what you have done, what you haven't done. There's nothing that God can't forgive, that Jesus can't forgive. I mean, he went to cross to die for all of our sins, Mm -hmm. uh, past, present, and future. And um, there's nothing that can separate us from his love and from his forgiveness. Amen. And that's what he's demonstrating as he talks to this woman.
1: That's probably why the sin doesn't phase him, because he knows he's coming to die for our sins. Yeah. So, I mean, he's very probably uber aware of the sinfulness of the people he's coming to die yeah. for. There's a comment. Go, it looked yeah. like.
0: Let me see here.
1: Um, go go up I... one. It looked like there was maybe one um, under Norma. There we go. Jesus is breaking social norms,
0: Glenn has said here, but his overwhelming love for people is abundantly clear. Absolutely. Absolutely, Glenn. That's the case. And Sarah, I just want to thank you for watching, too. Randy's watching. Randy, good to have you with us. Is
1: that our vice president? Vice, vice president. Of our
0: council? Not of the nation, but um, <laughs> church council. Randy says So would the disciples be considered handlers or protectors? <laughs> Uh, that's a good question. Maybe that's why I sent them away,
1: um,
0: so they weren't there. Hard to know. I obviously they love Jesus, um, probably watching out for him. But again, as I watch the chosen too, it's interesting to see kind of as they're learning what he's doing, and um, you know they're they're trying to figure things out. So they're probably. I would agree with Pastor Don. he probably sent him away. Go get some food. And maybe like she
2: would be more comfortable to like hear what he had to say mm-hmm. when it's just them one-on-one versus him with a crowd of people, yeah. maybe. Exactly. Makes
0: sense. So then, you know, it's taking place at, at the well, and sorry about my finger there. I just <laughs> want to make sure that we see your comments. Um, she's there to get water, mm-hmm. and then Jesus amps it up, by talking about a different kind of water, a water that gives eternal life. Right. And so what's he obviously driving it? That he's that water Mm -hmm. that gives eternal life. She's coming here for water to drink, to cook with, whatever, but yet what she really needs is spiritual water, spiritual refreshing. And so uh, he says, you know, you. Whoever drinks the water that I give is going to have the water for eternal life. Well, it
2: almost seems like she's been trying to fill this void with all these husbands and, oh, and yeah. men. And then he's like, no, like, you're not going to constantly have this empty void if you, if you take the water from me, the living yeah. water, you know, eternal life. But,
0: yeah. So, and, and so is that applicable today?
2: I mean, I think we're always trying to, like, find the next thing that's going to make us happy, you know, like the bigger house or if I just have this many friends or, you know, I think... We're constantly looking for those things to f- to fill those voids, yep. even now. Yep. Maybe not the.
1: Yeah, no. I think there's a there is a God-shaped hole in every one of our souls, and the only thing that fills it is God. And people that lose track of God try to fill it with all those other things: yep. relationships, money, privilege, work, family. You know, yeah. and then they're not all bad things. No. I mean, family, work, money. None of them are bad in themselves, but if they if you try to use those things to fill the void that only God and a connection with God can fill, it's just continuously leaving you wanting. Actually, probably thirstier than before mm-hmm. in some ways. Yeah. And it's interesting because she said, and I always wondered in this, and the commentators will go back and forth uh, when Jesus is talking about this living water. Uh, Everyone who drinks this will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Now, as I read this, I'm obviously picking up the spiritual overtones. But I wonder when she asks the question here at the end, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to the to draw water. I think it, you kind of get the sense that maybe she doesn't quite get it. <laughs> she's taking she's, it
2: very literal. <laughs> right,
1: she's taking it very literally. Uh, but, that's the kind of water I want. And oh. she's right, that's the kind of water she needs. But I don't know if she's understanding it as uh, more of a spiritual but
0: but I mean, I think in her context, I could see that I mean, it's easy for us we've heard the story, mm-hmm. we know what Jesus is here for, et cetera, et cetera, and still most of us don't get it yeah true, you know, and now he's literally at a well and mm-hmm. talking about water, and she's going, this sounds too good to be true right I'm, she's, I'm she's yeah,
1: you can see her maybe having a tough time making yeah. that jump, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: but I think as he um as he's now later in the reading that i didn't read today but pastor don has referenced he's talking about he knows everything about her Mm -hmm. and so my guess is is that you know as time goes on she she probably does connect the dots
1: and that really gets her attention because she runs back into the village The part we didn't read and she tells everybody there's a guy at the well and first of all you know, the question is, what were you doing talking to a guy at the well, right? <laughs> right. And she just kind of overlooks all that, and he goes, and he told me everything about my life. And that literally amazes people so much that they come out, and they begin to talk to Jesus. When the disciples come back, there's a, little, there's a crowd, and they're like, there he goes again. And, you know, <laughs> telling <laughs> everybody. Typical JC. Ty- typical JC.
0: <laughs> but that's why we like him so much, too. <laughs> that's right. is, and that, but so that's. That's that point that Tom made in his message. Jesus speaks of eternal water leading to eternal life, mm-hmm. that the only spiritual fulfillment we're really going to get is is from him. Mm-hmm. And then Tom's last point in his message was this story also tells us that all are welcome. Yeah. And he states that he is the Messiah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's what we preach. That's what we proclaim is, is that... Um, this is good news for all people. All of us are God's children. Jesus went to the cross for everyone, mm-hmm. died for everyone's sins, and, and and our job is to let people know. And
2: I wrote down like your past is not your future.
0: I, like I felt that. like that was like a that's a good of- thing. <laughs> you should write our. <laughs> it's sermon. a good thing for you, Tommy. I tell you, <laughs> I you know. had a rough Thank past man. Goodness.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Those of you don't know, Tommy was actually were you confirmation or high school when I first came to Good Samaritan.
2: Um high
1: school. You were high school. Yes. And she's still Tom, here? Tommy was one of the youth. Ha <laughs> ha. But I first She's still her good Samaritan. She still is. One thing I did notice um, and I kind of want to draw the yeah. the parallel is Tom did a good job when he remember when he was talking about the wells that they would they would drill in Uganda and you know the people the teams that go in there are telling the people about Jesus Christ. I, I, one thing I love about the Uganda team at least the ones I've met they are very overt with their faith where you know American Christians tend to be especially Lutheran American Christians tend to be a little bit more reserved yep. they are very overt I mean they will they will tell you right you need to accept Jesus because you if you don't accept Jesus you're not going to be living the kind of life you need to and he will save your soul they'll just I mean five minutes in that's what they're talking to you about um, and so they're telling them about Jesus and they they hear this message that God loves us God loves us but my children are dying, and my children are sick, and I'm drinking dirty water. And then they get this clean water well by these people who have been telling them about Jesus, right, and have been telling them that Jesus loves them. And now all of a sudden there's this very um, physical proof. And I think he, they, they get it. They see that fresh water flow. They see the people come in and build um, and take their time and their energy to do these things. And then they're like, oh oh jesus does love me because these are jesus's people that are giving me and my family and my village clean water and saving our lives and it's it's just such a tangible way to show god's love to those people
0: you mean actions are important (laughs) not just words
1: yeah you can't you can't argue people into a relationship with jesus christ you can only love people into a relationship with jesus christ at least that seems to be uh, my experience. Yeah.
0: Anyway. I, l- I love the fact that, you know, for Tom and what Hope for Kids does with water as well as the uh, supporting the kid, this is a perfect story. I can see why he loves sharing it. But, yeah. you know, the message, the message is for everybody. Uh, you know, um, like he said, this story tells us that all are welcome. Yep. And part of our job is to just keep letting people know that, too. Absolutely.
1: And if any of you want to adopt a child, let me know. Uh, all you got to do is contact the church, and I have got, well, nine, because I already gave one away to one classroom today, and I've got to go around to the other classrooms. But I've got children on my desk, and I've got them for another week and a half before I have to send them back in. We well, you actually Just the have, pictures yeah, of the, picture. the children. No, well, I have. You don't children. have children. <laughs> no, the actual children. <laughs> you really they ready? flew them in from Uganda. Really? <laughs> They're in my office.
0: Amazing. <laughs> 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 this is just an idea of what's coming in the weeks ahead uh, that's <laughs> <Here on. funny>. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs>
0: so i know some of you uh that are watching today some of you are listening also this is a podcast mm-hmm. and those of you listening to the podcast great to have you joining us as well god bless you everyone have a super day any final words tommy no
1: nope. god's peace Your past
0: is not your future. Those are. Yeah, Yeah. that's
1: a good, good. Yeah, Yeah. put that on a
2: shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Take care, everybody. Bye, bye. Bye.
0: Thanks again, everyone, for joining us for this episode of Good News from Good Sam.
1: We ask that you would join us again for our next podcast as we continue to go
0: deeper. And remember to subscribe to the show where you listen to podcasts so that you don't miss an episode. And again, I'm Pastor Scott.
1: And I'm Pastor Don.
0: Thanks for listening, and we just hope you have a
1: great day. Amen.